2: Welcome to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. I'm Jay Zawaski, joined by Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. Hello, fellas. Happy Throwback Thursday. Happy birthday, Steve Larmer. He will be the subject of our Throwback Thursday topic today. We've also got Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final to react to. It lived up to every bit of the hype and little programming notes and big news on monday's show we're going to be joined by turner sports's leah McHugh. he's going to join us uh, on the show monday at 11 so make sure you uh, set a reminder for that we're going to talk stanley cup we're going to talk broadcast we're going to talk about all things hockey I might slip in some notre dame conversation there if you guys don't mind a little bit thanks nope not allowed damn it <laughs> <laughs> all right fine i was gonna say go for it but yeah <laughs> No, it's probably not the best thing to do. Like we're not niche enough. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> you got to throw in another niche team for everybody. Hey, hey guys. Uh, I love this live. Uh, I, I
0: love being live because um, I made the small mistake of realizing uh, my computer is about to die. So give me one second. I'll find my charger. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Awesome. Uh,
3: That's the amazing. Of,
1: of, the power of live YouTube television. <laughs> Uh, I I, I I thought I chose the perfect hat for Throwback Thursday. I was like, hmm, I don't want to comb my hair. Hey, I've got an Expo's hat
2: that fits the theme. I like it. Yeah, it's a good look. I, I love the Expo's hats of all time. I have the homage brand uh, Expo's T-shirt, which is one of my favorites. One of my go-to's. So that's a lot of fun. Well, let's have a meeting with b- before Mario gets back. Um, do we want to start with Steve Larmer or do we want to start with Game One?
1: I think we, we we should start with the, the Stanley Cup final and, and you know, go through that and then uh, end on a high note with our uh, our good buddy Steve Warmer.
2: Well, before we even get to the game, uh, watching that whole thing like on social media as a employee of CHGO just made me really excited because watching everything go down at DNVR is just kind of a yeah. window into the future when eventually we do get our sports bar and all those things start to align and the Hawks maybe get good again and and become contenders again, watching the DNVR crew and the fans in the building just lose their minds. I miss that man. I really miss that drama and the, you know, every second your heart's ripping out of your chest because of stress. And we've seen the Hawks so many times, you know, get out to an early lead and then give it up and then have to get it. Like, man, I've, I was, I was sort of living and dying with our DNVR, uh, compatriots and it was it was something man that game was everything it was supposed to be and more yeah
1: that that was a lot a lot of yeah. fun
2: yeah but how about the fact that we uh purchased uh malort for them
3: for their bar and that they was did nice. the
1: shots according according to our little chat going on with our buddies they actually did oh, yeah. that uh the shots uh adam <laughs> believe referred to it as licking a nine volt battery but you yes. know <laughs> that's that's the allure. I mean the one thing I miss like Malort is the one thing I miss most about drinking. I love I loved a good shot of Malort back in the day. Uh, yeah,
3: yeah but yeah so just for the people who are uh, listening to the podcast, we sent them four bottles of malort because they need four more wins. So hopefully last night they finished bottle one and they got three more to go. Or
2: they, you know, they could save one and maybe pour it into the cup if the cup comes to the DMVR bar. That's gonna just tarn it like all the all the uh, all the silver is gonna disintegrate and it's gonna no. What that's gonna do is it's gonna
1: kill all the syphilis that that cup has over the years.
2: Well done. Well done. Hey Mario's back. Hey Mario. One of my favorite things is people describing the taste of malort, and like licking the nine volt battery is one I hadn't heard before. Uh, somebody on their Twitter yesterday said it's like chewing on a, a grapefruit rind. Quit complaining; it's not that bad. See, to me, I don't dislike the taste of Malort. What I dislike about it is it won't go away. Yeah. yeah. No it matter what around. I do it's, it is there. It's one of those
1: is... things that once you know what's coming it's quite enjoyable actually. At least it used to be for me. Um, and, uh, it's the 30 some, minutes after like I like James said. Uh, well, you know, if you just keep doing more and more shots <laughs> then you don't have to worry about it. You know, what's the per- perfect Malort chaser? Another shot of Malort. <laughs> so yeah. The last yeah.
3: one I did was in this very spot on uh Draft Night for the uh Bears and because the NVR is. tasting uh, we, we, it. Yeah, because Nick picked the right guy, Kyler Gordon. He had s- said the Bears were going to take him. Apparently, DNVR they said, "Hey, when we pick a correct guy, we do shots of uh over here, so you guys have to do a shot of Malort. So we mm. got those out, and that was delicious. Well,
0: you're giving us ideas <laughs> for our draft show, and I then, guess. And then we had
3: three more hours of draft show, and I was just sitting here, just like trying to lick a wall or something next
0: to me. <laughs>
1: Well, anyway. since, since I don't drink anymore, if we're going to do shots, I'll gladly do something that I would find equally as disgusting. If you guys do shots of something, I will do a shot of like pickle juice because that will make me Ooh, gag. Okay. So the, I'll, I'll, I'll take one for the team. If we got to do something terrible, <laughs> since I don't drink alcohol anymore, I'll do a shot of pickle juice. And then pickle you juice, you won't get cramps traits. if you're drinking your pickle That's juice. That's true. You, you, yeah, but I
2: also don't run marathons, so I don't <laughs> eat it. Yeah, right. I will. Uh, my sacrifice will be I will eat a salad. <laughs> Jay, 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 Jay. Have I gone too like, far? You it's you <laughs> okay. not yeah. that big a deal. It's a okay. children. That big deal. A taco salad, a taco salad. Oh okay. Okay. There you go. <laughs> we gotta ease okay. into it. <laughs> Buffalo chicken salad with extra blue cheese dressing <laughs> du- Double fry that shell, please. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mario, before you jumped in, we were just sort of talking about um watching from afar the DNVR crew celebrate and yeah. now sort of getting to the game and you know, doing our previews, trying to pick a winner. We saw it. It's it is going to be like this every game, and it felt like for the first period and a half, maybe maybe not that much, but almost that much. Colorado had Tampa on their heels. They were all yeah. over them, and the forecheck was incredible, and the backcheck that the Avalanche put forth was terrific. There were so many plays that Tampa had ready to make. You know, across like you could see it. Like your hockey-trained brain saw the pass coming, saw this the shooting opportunity come and there is almost always an avalanche defender there to take that pass away. They played so disciplined in every zone. I think Jared Bednar definitely deserves some credit for the way he coached that game. Yeah. But like Tampa, like the undertaker, like Jason Voorhees, they are <laughs> never dead. They're never dead. That game They're looked like bothered. it looked like a laugher. It looked yeah. like a laugher. Vasilevsky was bad. Colorado was all over them. And then all of a sudden it's overtime. Crazy. two goals in what like a
1: minute or something yeah. to, to tie the game i mean anybody who thought the lightning like i know we were having we were chatting with some of our dnv people uh in our on our slack last night and you know when it was two nothing it was like there were people that were like oh this series is over i'm like i have you have, have you guys <laughs> watched at all like if you think that like, Tampa is going to roll over because they're down two goals after one period of Game One, you, then then you deserve the disappointment that this game has to go to overtime. Thankfully for the Denver crew, that overtime didn't last very long. Nope. Um, meanwhile, I'm sitting here in Chicago, going, "I want five overtimes, my friend. I don't want <laughs> right, to yeah. two o'clock in the morning. I don't give a you know i I want Denver. I want the Avalanche to win for our Denver crew for the motherland." you know for our our, our headquarters it'd be, it'd be great for them uh and i like the team but overall i really don't care if tampa wins i'm not going to be brokenhearted you know i just want a great series and so far so good but i was just like entertain me let's go all night long you've got two days <laughs> off there's an extra day off till game two play right, yeah six overtimes and then like a minute and a half and it's over I'm like, and denver's going crazy the dnvr sports bar's going nuts i'm going Oh man, I wanted like two more hours of this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> AJ yeah. in the chat says game one was Chef's Kiss. Good, hook this up to my veins. Absolutely, yeah, yeah for sure. definitely. Like, I, and yeah. I, I, I and I can
1: see it only getting better as these teams get more familiar with each other, and then the right. chess match or the adjustments start to come in, and and you know we get we're gonna get a different hero every night.
0: And then the you know the bad blood starts to uh, you know yeah. starts to come to the surface, and you start getting some uh, some some chippiness in the in the series to an extent is always good uh, for for a Stanley Cup final, and it, you know these these are not two teams that are you know battle hardened and uh, you know against one another, but it is you know it, it's it's going to it's going to come when when the cup is on the line, so it'll be uh you know give give it give it another you know another few periods, and the uh, the, the the intensity will will ramp up. And yeah, I think you know Colorado jumped off to to the start that they needed, and I mean you, you you can see how Tampa, how resilient they are to come back and 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 tie the game, force overtime. But uh, I I really do think Colorado, you know, game one, game one, you know, it's it, it can go either way. But I really do think you saw it last night, um, at least for me, I saw why you know I, I believe Colorado has enough to uh, to get over Tampa in the series.
2: That's the beauty of. You know, underdog stories are cool. And would the Rangers beating the Lightning be a great story? Yes. But now we get to see the two best teams in the league go at it. And we don't have now a Stanley Cup final like 2014 when it was whoever won between the Hawks and Kings was going to win the cup and they just trounced the Rangers. Now you've got the two best going at it. And one thing that really impressed me about Colorado too is if you were to predict, like, okay, you know, game one scenarios, you would think it would be Tampa the aggressor, Colorado on their heels a little bit. The pressure is kind of on Colorado here. They're at home. They've got the nerves. They've been waiting. They had every excuse to not be ready to come out and 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 start Long that game. Off. Yeah, all yeah. that stuff. But instead, the f- script was flipped. And I just could not believe how ready to go the Avs were. And just, like... We've said it about them. We, we talked about it yesterday and, and kind of throughout the playoffs, like it feels like their time. They've had their, their losses when they were expected to win. They've had their hard lessons, and now it just feels like their time. And look, of course Tampa can win this series. But I just have to say, like, really impressed with Colorado's start and then to win the game after blowing that lead, that speaks to the resilience as well. Like a lot of teams would have been spooked by that. Right. Oh, my God, we were winning and now we're now it's tied. And oh, my God, now we're headed to overtime. Mm-hmm. What do we have to do, you know, to, to win this game? Nope. Right in overtime, uh, they, they they win and they take game one and, and all's right in their world. And I was just so impressed start to finish with their overall effort. And, you know, that was sort of the fear was, are they going to get in their heads a little bit here? But yeah. they haven't all playoffs. And that's kind of been the difference between this year and years past. Yeah,
0: we we talked about it in our in our lead up, you know, previewing the 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 series earlier this week. You know, they they they've they haven't really faced too much adversity um in in the in the three series uh, previously before getting to the cup final, but they haven't faced that much adversity because they've just been able to steamroll teams um, you know, sw- sweeping Nashville and, and and sweeping Edmonton. Um so I, I think it's 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 a lot a lot of it is now not a not a lack of facing adversity, but a but just an abundance of belief that hey we're just some badass you know badass a uh, badass team and and we can we can handle anything thrown at us and and not needing to you know have to overcome something just knowing like hey we can stop we could stop something from from getting to that point where we need to overcome it and. Um, yeah, I, I, think it's just, you know, it's, it's a loaded call. It's a loaded Colorado team, a loaded Tampa team. Um, but I think it's a Colorado team that truly believes this is their time.
1: It just goes to show you the depth of the two teams. We've talked about all the, the superstars that the, both these lineups have, and it's, it's Berkovsky with the game winner in overtime, you know, just his second goal of the postseason. He had a pretty good regular season. He, he's no slouch, but he's not the McKinnons or the McCars or the Stamkos, you know, one of the superstars. So that just goes to show you, and that's why, as I said earlier, there's going to be a different hero every night because these two teams are so deep, and so they do s- so well. Um, but I was watching the game last night with uh, with my better half, and M- Mikhail Sergachev, who's scored a goal in this game, uh, had, has had some big goals in the last couple of games. soon as he tried to make that pass up the middle of the ice, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then five seconds later, the game is over. It's like, my guy never ever ever go up the middle unless you've got somebody there especially in overtime of a stanley cup final game it was like one of the like obviously the dumbest play of of the game but uncharacteristically of these two teams they don't make a lot of mistakes and there it was the mistake and colorado like championship teams will do when you make a mistake like that they kill you yep mm-hmm. so i just when that play unfolded and he had it right in between the dots and he decides to pass up the middle of the ice i was like no <laughs> anywhere <laughs> but there yeah. and then sure enough five seconds later game's over it was kind of perfect that that picture lawrence had on the screen there's sergachev yeah, uh, in the foreground, yeah. going yeah, he probably shouldn't have made. It. Yep, there he is. Uh, whatever, whatever, however you say, I shouldn't have passed it up. The F in middle in Russian is that's what he's thinking to himself
2: right there. We saw Braden Point make a uh, uncharacteristic mistake too. I think it was the was it the Landeskog goal. Uh, I think that that's the one where he sort of uh, half-assed a pass and it got picked off and led to a rush the other way. Um, that's not, not something you typically see from Tampa. And the other thing that surprised me, and you know, I I think that. The five-on-three penalty to McCarr was kind of a—he eh, went down a little bit easily. I could see why John he Cooper might have been
1: offside.
2: Like the play uh, sh- might have been able to been blown before yeah. that even. And yes, he
1: did go down. Oh, there's a stick on my foot. I better fall on my <laughs> face. But yeah. that's
2: part of the game. But it's rare to see John Cooper blow his yeah. top like that. And there were a few moments last night where he was losing his cool. And I think you have to wonder. And look, we're probably making way too much of uh, of one game. But we—it's all we have to go off. Like, I wonder if the Tampa players look back and see, like, oh my god, like Coop is losing losing his mind here. Is he? Is he worried? He seems worried. <laughs> you know, like, that's something yeah. we are not used to seeing. But. But
1: apparently they weren't that worried because they were down 3-1 when he lost his cool after that penalty. And they came back and tied the game in the second period. So, obviously, maybe that's something that actually has the exact opposite effect on that team because he's usually so calm and nothing phases him. And when they see him get fired up, they're like, oh, we need to do something in a hurry here because this is not normal. Yeah, Yeah, it
0: it it, it works as like an activator.
1: Yeah, I mean jo- Joe Quinville yelling at the refs was nothing new. That wasn't going to get anybody, you know. When he when when a penalty happened against you and he didn't grab his nuts until the other refs
0: called, the then minute. you're
2: like, "Hey, what's going on here?" He's like, not grabbing bro. his nuts. Oh God, yeah. oh God, we're screwed. <laughs> we're <in trouble. laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it was an awesome game one. I can't wait to see what the rest of the series brings. It's going to be uh, fantastic. And uh, boy, it's the ABS are so fun. Not, I mean, Tampa obviously great 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 team but colorado was just so freaking fun to watch and yeah. the the atmosphere there was unreal just i mean oh yeah oh yeah speaking of atmosphere i
3: thought i, I thought i'd try and find the video of uh, from the dnvr bar i'm gonna see if we could share that right now oh, for sure. oh yeah Let's see if i could do that uh open no i don't want to do that oh we'd like to record i gotta open the system process preferences oh boy
1: uh no. More, yeah more live production for oh, you're, here. you're gonna yeah. major this is peaks behind the this curtain is today great. but while, while i was just do doing is. that i made an observation yeah. last night that i wanted to share because wait, of, wait i thought it was kind of made too much sense and kind of funny i know ball <laughs> has got the naming rights uh of um the arena there and i'm assuming that's the ball jar company yes. um so their ball As arena, opposed to just
0: balls
3: what do you, what well, is, you, you know, know that's
1: that's that's the manscaped uh, naming rights um <laughs>
0: Manscaped Arena,
1: but why don't they do a deal with the Rockies and naming right Coors Field and and turn it into the ballpark? That just makes so much ah, more yeah. sense. Oh, it's
2: so much better. It's good. The Rockies play like at the
1: them. ballpark. I mean, it's just it's right there. <laughs> but I, I guess that Coors sweet Coors money is is too hard. And As then when own, yeah.
2: when Manscaped jumped in, it's the smooth ballpark. <laughs> yes. Wow.
1: The, well, <laughs> I don't know this has gone off here, the rails man. real quick. yeah not <laughs> yeah. seem to make this work, which is very sad. Why uh, we'll go to DNVR Sports on Twitter if you want DN, to check that yeah, out and DNVR follow sports. them while you're there. It's oh, there. Man. They got all the Denver area. Oh, wait, sports. is it working? Oh, oh,
3: oh. Ah, oh there, there we stuff. go. Okay, hold Spring on. Share. Okay, here we go. Now we're gonna hit play. And this is like waiting Distressed. for the goal, waiting for the goal, waiting for the goal, and, and the goal. <laughs> yeah I mean, remember that.
1: those days those were fun yeah looks like west end to me yeah it looks like almost any bar in chicago circa <laughs> <Yes>. 2013 <laughs> 2015 15, yeah. yeah yeah. enjoy it it's, enjoy it that's all i gotta say i said it yesterday. Stuff. all yeah. you all you guys in 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 denver all you guys in tampa enjoy this because there's going to be you know days where you're going to be like us and scenes like this are going to make you sad <laughs> because you used to have it and now it's gone so you know, I hope a lot of those people there at the DMVR bar took a moment and to kind of like soak that all in and and those are the things you take away as a fan. I think uh, you know, with us spending so much time behind the curtain now and it's our quote unquote job to cover this sport to cover <laughs> quote certain teams. job. Right. I mean I mean it's not <laughs> yeah. really a job, but you know, they pay us, so I guess technically. But you, when you spend more time behind the curtain, you kind of lose that that rabid fandom, uh, you know. Kind of, you totally do. And but those yeah, are the things different. that those are the things I take away from those cup runs. It's not the goals. It's not the games itself. It's where I was and who I was with yep. when certain goals were scored, and those are the things you remember for the rest of your life. So soak mm-hmm. it in, Denver. Soak it in, Tampa. Tampa, you've had a couple years of this. Coming from a, a, a fan of a team that we thought this was never going to end. <laughs>
2: It'll enjoy.
1: End. Regardless, win or lose this series. Enjoy it. Cause you don't know if or when it's going to happen again.
0: Eventually the salary cap comes for you. Soak up that malort too, while you're there yeah absolutely yes soak I, that up. It, it might be all soaked up after i think last i
1: think we needed we we messed up a little bit we should have sent them a case to old style too so they could do the proper chicago yeah. handshake and i
0: can't
3: I, and well, then they could
1: all have horrible diarrhea this morning not yeah. just me I, wait what i guess
3: <laughs> i guess i thought i thought maybe old style would be available out there i don't know what their distribution rights are maybe know. not maybe not but i that I knew it. they didn't have my Lord and I knew that was something we had to get. old
0: them. style well, feels like it, even though it's like, seems like it's readily available. It seems yeah, like right. it's more it's of just a local. Midwest readily yeah. available yeah. thing. I don't
2: know if there's well, a lot of demand for it anywhere else. They could tweak it. And uh, there's not there that much demand for fight. it here though. <laughs> I like old style. Old style one, to me is one of the few beers that's better in a can. And um, yeah, yeah. if you if your uncle is an old Cubs fan, chances are he likes old well, style. my grandfather's. My grandfather,
1: grandfather. You know, I think old style. Now, it wasn't my first beer I ever tasted from my grandpa. That would have been a, a Meister Brow. That was his beer. Ooh, choice. Nice. Yeah. Brown, yeah. In the uh, bottle with the blue label and the lion on it. That's there what I remember. But there was always an old style around somewhere. Um, you know, I, I for 2016 Cubs World Series Game 7, I drank nothing but old style all day. Um, and... <laughs> Nope. <laughs>
2: that was <the> last time. <laughs> was a long day. Yeah. I, did that. Long I was required.
1: Day. I was required to sleep in the basement that night, and rightfully so.
3: I had an old style in the basement of this building uh, during the tornado that rolled through here, or t- oh, tornado yeah. warning.
0: Well,
2: yeah,
3: hey. had a tall boy. That means you we gotta, have some in the
2: fridge. You got to
0: get through it. Well,
3: we had we had some. I don't know if we drank all of it that night, but uh, <laughs> there was some. Yeah, we had the tall Desperate boys times and call did. for desperate Yeah, yeah. exactly. Tornado well, they, come and drink the old they, style. They came down the elevator because. Sean and Herb, our Sox guys, uh, they decided they didn't care about their lives at all, so they stayed up here to watch the game. And so the rest of us <laughs> were going to say they him. went on the roof. So like, they weren't even <laughs> um, on the air. No, they were just watching like the second inning of the Tigers Sox game, and they're like, "Yeah, we're fine. We're it's oh no big deal. No, there's never gonna be a tornado here."
2: There's always. I mean, the sirens were nuts; like they were everywhere. They're but, the creepiest uh, sound in sirens too. If you if you don't know yeah. the sound of the Chicago tornado siren, Google it. Ah, uh, we were there. We, ha- Hope and I, had it happen to us once. Remember the Cubs Astros game? I can't, can't even guess what year this was. Oh, but there was I a know. lightning strike, and Lance Berkman tore off his jewelry and threw it on the ground. We were at that <laughs> game, and then left yeah. because obviously it was not going to happen again. Uh, and we got we were on Columbus Drive, like Columbus in uh, Belbo, and the rain was so st- so thick we had to stop on Columbus. Oof. And you just heard those terrifying tornado sirens they are very off-putting no thanks yes. yeah i live
1: my my house is and then chucko mucko thank you for the correction yeah. it was low and brow low and not mice to i got my brows wrong i apologize <laughs> you are 100 percent correct low and brow was i, uh, I like chucko
3: Mucko's uh little avatar there what is that like is that, guy fieri that, but an ice cube uh, different guy
1: Guy Could Fieri. It, it looks it like is- it looks like Guy Fieri as Commander Riker from Star Trek. The next Generation. <laughs> be one of It,
0: what it, yeah, is, it actually. looks like Bam Bam Bigelow's shirt yes. too, as well. I don't
1: kidding. know what's going on there, but uh, maybe we lot. need to get maybe we need to get Chuck Mucko on the show just to explain his avatar.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I man. like it. All right, well, let's remind everybody. I know we're having a good time on this show, and I know you're having a good time supporting us here at CHGO. It's great to see all the familiar names and faces, and a, lo- a bunch of new ones lately in the chat I wonder why the best way to support chgo is to download the points bet app and use code chgo when you sign up do that right now and you'll get two risk-free bets up to two thousand dollars but that's not it make a 50 dollars or more first time deposit and you'll receive a free chgo membership that unlocks all of our free web content including this morning's player evaluations and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the chgo locker so two grand in free bets a free chgo membership a free t-shirt from the chgo locker All that for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. It's your home for live in-play betting, including live NBA same-game parlay. You can build your perfect live NBA same-game parlay only with PointsBet, just in time for what remains of the NBA Finals. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game, and if you want more, you can also boost your live same-game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet, and remember – Online sign-up is available now in Illinois. So get out your phone, download that PointsBet app, and you can register your, your account from start to finish, all from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
0: Game six of the finals tonight with the uh, the Warriors up three games to two. So tonight could be your last opportunity to bet on the, uh, the NBA finals there with PointsBet. But... If you're looking for something that uh, doesn't have, uh, uh, won't won't be ending tonight, get yourself some uh, some athletic greens with their AG One product. I know uh, if you're having some old style tonight watching the game, uh, it would be good to start your day tomorrow with some athletic greens and just kind of get your gut back in uh, back in in in, in order. Uh, it is formulated AG One formulate it to improve your gut health, optimize your immune system, and give you more natural energy. And just one scoop of it, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. And if you eat different uh, dietary restrictions or different different ways like that, like keto or vegan or dairy-free, whatever it is with AG1, you are good to go. It's easy to incorporate into your life no matter how busy you might be. It's just a small once a day habit with big benefits. Right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's all you need. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health and to make it easy Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash Blackhawks. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Blackhawks to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I've
2: been given homework, and I'm glad you reminded us about Athletic Greens, Mario. My Uh-oh. wife reminded me um, that I have not mentioned <laughs> her taking athletic greens enough lately and yeah. want to reiterate how much it has helped her gut issues. She takes, like you said, one scoop every morning and has just her stomach issues have been pretty much non-existent after maybe like the first week or so of using athletic Greens. So it's definitely Fantastic. making a difference, uh, you know, especially like in the summer where no one's really eating as healthy as usual. You know, you're out of places. You're where it's all fall games where birthday parties. We're yeah. kind of just grabbing something on a run instead of making food at home. That little edge you get from athletic greens is huge, and uh, and my wife loves it. I I take it too. I'm just really bad at anything healthy. <laughs> I just like to, I just suck at it, and it's bad for my brand to be honest. Um. So, but she she loves it. She loves the athletic greens. Uh, so there you go. I got it in there and, and make sure. I want to remind people that that is still happening, and she is loving it. You, you and go. Peck, you and Peck are just
3: like it's your brands. You can't you can't even think about these things. Well,
2: but, uh, my other my other business, the I'm fat podcast, would go out yeah. of business if I got too healthy. I'm thin. The I'm thin. Podcast. Rick Camp is already thinking about booting me because I've dropped under 250. Ooh, so oh, yeah, it's yeah, I mean, a requirement. <laughs> we, we have a free hey. show weigh-in. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's Quick, just like eat boxing, these crispy yeah.
1: creams, you gotta gain two pounds. <laughs> oh, all
2: right.
3: Uh, in on a throwback the- Thursday. Here you go. This is for you guys. Oh There's man! The lone hey. man, that's delicious. That is a label. Does that anyone still do
2: delicious. the foil? The foil on the cap in terms of uh, beer? Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, St. Pauli. Doesn't Stella do that? Stella
0: has a. I don't know if it's. Foil necessarily, but they do. Modelo, Modelo in bottles. Oh, yeah.
3: Modello. Yeah. Ah, yes. yes. Yeah, Stella Modelo.
1: does. The only reason I know Stella is because Stella has a uh, 0. 0.0 NA beer that has it on there. So I always have oh, to nice. peel is that, away. Is just it, to is get it to Stella?
3: Stella.
0: <laughs> <Stello. laughs>
1: That'd be perfect. That's why why you're not in marketing, Lawrence. I have no idea. I, don't,
0: I, know, but, I, you I know, know. You know, you had Strava Java. Now you got Stella. Yeah. Right, hey, I'm here, came I'm up here, with here for all the brands. I'm here for every
2: brand. We're in the wrong industry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're, well, we're, it,
0: we're, we're idea makers here.
2: It is Throwback Thursday, and it is Steve Larmer's birthday, and. I'm very surprised that Gramps didn't respond to my tweet to my tweet to him about coming on the show today. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I mean,
1: he's only sent out thirty-two tweets in
2: the last twelve years. <laughs> I would have figured he would have answered. <laughs> he doesn't have the notifications turned on. Come on, Steve. <laughs> anyway, we'd love any time the open invite for actually open invite for any current or former Black Hawk at any time. There. Absolutely. <laughs> like if John Eves LaRue wants to come on the show or Ryan Vandenbush is bored, we'll pick up the phone. There it's you fine. Go. I go, we got nothing but time for Antown Chuck. Oh, yeah. Girl number six. There you First go. Round I pick. think 33 for a while, too. Karpatsav? No, not him. Ooh, he's he's also dead, so that's not going to Yeah, be I was going to say,
0: uh, that's a different <laughs> podcast. If we want
2: to try one to of get, my all-time bad hockey takes. Uh I mentioned when we did the 2010 recap, remembering my friends in section t- 329, one of my good friends, Wendy, and I, we like were dibbing on blackhawks defensive prospects i called dibs on anton Babchuk. she called dibs on duncan keith
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe she should be hosting hey, the show let's let I it play it. out okay there's still <laughs> some time
2: here goes. we don't know we can't call it just yet we can't call hey, it do for ca- can you count khl stats does that count <laughs> towards the overall bottom? i hope to god <laughs> yeah
0: yes. there you go as uh as as jay says in in the chat steve pops that's, Gotta yeah. get, got to get. I know we yeah. tried to. I know. I know you tried to find that jersey, and it was. Uh, it was ruined. But yep. it, uh, well, yeah. the
1: only reason the only reason I brought up Anton Babchuk is because I put the finishing touches on my this week of Black Hawk, in Blackhawks history column that's going to be coming out later this afternoon. And Babchuk and Keith were actually drafted in back to back rounds in 2002 by Mike Smith. Uh, you can read that about and learn about the 2002 and 2003 drafts. That Mike Smith was a part of and uh, those those drafts included Duncan Keith Brent Seabrook Corey Crawford Dustin Bufflin not too shabby Adam Bursch decent drafts yeah I mean my I, as I said I've always said Mike Smith does you get people argue was it Dale Talon or he who shall not be named that get deserves the most credit for those championship teams Mike Smith deserves quite a bit of, of credit
2: too yep all three of them he was
1: weird very weird yes. and wasn't here for that long, but he made a heck of a few draft picks that w- the, those c- cups never would have happened without a few of the picks he made. No doubt. Um. All right, Greg, th- Throwback all Thursday right. is
2: your baby, so birth it. Well, speaking of births, <laughs> we oh are God.
1: talking about <laughs> Steve Larmer today because today, 61 years ago today, the world welcomed Steve Larmer in Peterborough, Ontario, uh Larmer is one of my favorite players of all time how he's not in the hockey hall of fame blows my mind i mean there's yeah. a, there's a list of guys that i don't know why they're not in and he's on the top of that list uh, another guy I can't believe is not in is another former black guy, Bernie Nichols. How's Bernie Nichols not in the Hall of Fame? Look at his numbers. Yeah, I mean, ridiculous weird. numbers over a long period of time. I mean, maybe he looks too much like Nicolas Cage and that's a rule. I don't know. <laughs> um, and Tom Barrasso is another guy. How is he not in the Hall of Fame? If you're going to let Grant Fuhrer in the Hall of Fame, you got to let Tom Barrasso in. I mean, Fuhrer's numbers were worse than Bar- Barrasso, but he got to play on those Oilers teams. So that mm-hmm. helped. Um wasn't but,
0: wasn't Barasso the uh the goalie for the Penguins in the Yeah, those their two back-to-back,
1: back-to-back cups. Cup. Yeah. Well, there yeah. you go. He's got cups. Yeah. Right, and and yeah. better numbers, but uh speaking of really good numbers, Steve Larmer, uh you know, he had a pretty good junior career up in Ontario play, playing for his hometown Peterborough Peets before they were officially in the Ontario Hockey League and then he uh moved on to the Niagara Falls Flyers <laughs> in the OHL. Um his uh, draft season, he put up forty-five goals and one hundred and fourteen points in sixty-seven games, and then followed that up with fifty-five goals and one hundred and thirty-three points in sixty-one games. His last year in juniors, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, that's not bad, and um, you know, for he also averaged well over a point per game in in the postseason uh so the Blackhawks drafted him this might be one of the one of the best drafts and probably the best draft pick this franchise ever made as far as value uh he was drafted in the sixth round of the 1980 entry, entry draft 120th overall with today that would be a fourth round pick which is still ridiculous to think a player like him oh yeah, on the fourth they fewer round teams pick. yeah yeah Right. So, um, but 120th overall, but this is the draft and I wrote about it in last week's This Week in Blackhawks History column, another shameless plug that you can get access to when you become a member of CHGO. The 1980 draft class. Featured Dennis Savard in the first round, Troy Murray in the fourth round, and Steve Larmer in the third round. That's oh. a pretty darn good draft class, right pretty there.
2: Pretty good. Two Hall of Famers in one draft. It's
1: two well, thirds, of, be. What would, be. Two wow. thirds of what would two thirds of what would become the uh, the 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 party line, which we're going to talk about here in a second. So Larmer drafted in the sixth round in nineteen eighty, uh, played. Th- four games in the eighty eighty one season for the Blackhawks. Three more the following year, but eighty one eighty two. He pretty much spent the entire season in the AHL for the New Brunswick Hawks. There's a blast from the past. Uh, in his eighty in his lone AHL season, he scored thirty eight goals and eighty two points in seventy four games. So I mean, wherever he went, he scored. And then 1982-83, opening night, he was in the he was on you know, the opening night lineup for that game for that season. And then he never came out of the Blackhawks lineup again uh, until it was his own doing he, playing in 891 consecutive games for the Blackhawks during the 19 freaking eighties when it was literally legal to Paul Bunyan, someone's handoff with a wooden <laughs> stick and not even get a penalty. I mean, this dude was a warrior uh, 81, 80 or the 82, 83 season. He was the Calder trophy winner for being the league's top rookie. And why did he do that? Well, he scored 43 goals and 90 points and was a plus 44 in his rookie season. Uh It took, sh- shot at 22%. Uh, those are Brandon Hagel type numbers. We shot at 22%. For the season and people are like, you know, at least somebody does that today and you're like, well, that's not sustainable. Well, it kind of sort of was because he shot 16% for his career with the Blackhawks. Uh, the lowest shooting percentage he ever had in a Blackhawk uniform was 89.90 when he had 11.7 shooting percentage and still scored 31 goals. That's
2: crazy. so, so- um, the Hall of Fame thing is is the is the big hook here with Larmer, yeah. and one of my favorite things to do when I'm talking about players is you go to hockeyreference.com and look at the similarity scores. Okay, so I
0: love, I love that tool.
2: Yeah, so looking at the similarity scores here for his career, uh, Rod Gilbert Hall of Fame, Joe Mullen Hall of Fame, Peter Sakora Thomas Vanek Daryl Sittler Hall of Fame, Dino Cicerelli Hall of Fame, Blake Wheeler D- D- Vincent Donfus, Yvonne Cornway, and Brad Richards. Those are the similarity scores for his career uh, through 15 years. Uh, Joe Mullen, Hall of Fame, Cicerelli, Dom Fus, Andrew Chuck, Ullman, Francis Hall of Fame, Sikora Arnett, Bergeron, and Tange these are, these are Hall of Famers or borderline Hall of Famers in every basic category here. It mm-hmm. is very strange, and one thing that stands out to me is as we're doing shameless plugs, I wrote about Steve Larmer in my book, The Big 50, The Men and Moments That Made the Chicago Blackhawks, available wherever you buy fine books. Um, this was kind of the purpose of the, of the chapter on Larmor is what the hell. All you can find is people around hockey saying it is complete BS that Steve Larmor is not in the Hall of Fame. When Pat Foley was inducted into the Hall of Fame, he used his speech to stump for Steve Larmor. Quote, I've been fortunate enough to call Blackhawks hockey for over a third of the games they've ever played, and I've never seen a better two-way player come through there. When Steve Larmer left Chicago and went to New York, it was no coincidence that shortly thereafter, the Rangers won the Stanley Cup. And who was on the ice in the final minute of Game 7 trying to protect a one-goal lead? Steve Larmer. He would be a worthy recipient of the Hall of Fame induction. Uh, it's just, It just goes on and on. Uh, Dennis Savard. When I left Chicago for Montreal for the rest of my career, I was never the same player. I miss Larmer more than he missed me. Troy Murray, Steve Larmer was probably one of the most underrated players in his day in the NHL. Eddie Olchek, he was so smooth. He picked up the puck off the boards better than any player I've ever seen. It goes on and on and on of other people praising Steve Larmer, And this is just like a three-page chapter. When the greats are telling you this guy is one of the greats, believe them. These are the people in the Hall of Fame that... Like, they want to protect that, right? They don't want that legacy tarnished. Like, I don't want to make this a Cubs or Sox thing, but like, when Harold Baines got in, a lot of people saw that as like a lessening of the Hall of Fame. Like, he was too borderline and it wasn't like a sure thing. Most Hall of Famers want to protect that legacy. You've got Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer saying, Steve Larmer deserves to be be here with us and it's a crime that he's not. That's all I need to know, man. Yeah. It
1: it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, This guy had the third. When he when he retired, he or uh, when his streak was snapped at eight hundred and ninety-one games, it was the third longest consecutive game streak in NHL history. Uh, he's been passed up by a couple people since then, but uh, and he tell? and but he played eight hundred and ninety-one consecutive games during the entire decade of the '80s and early '90s. A different g- type of game, and he averaged well over a point per game while doing it. So it wasn't that he was just playing every night for a really long time. He was doing it and producing over a point per game every time. And he was a great two-way player too. I mean, he never won a Selkie. I don't think he got nearly the recognition he should have for his defensive play as well. But you mentioned Dennis Savard and his, his quote about that. Larmer and Savard were linemates for a lot of the 80s. They formed what they called uh, the party line. <clears throat> and it was Larmer, Savard, and Al Secord. I mean, if that's not your perfect hockey line, I mean that line had everything you could want. I mean, you had the skill and the speed and the finesse with Dennis Savard. You had uh, you had the guy like Larmer who will do the hard work and play the defense and score some goals. And you had Al Secord who will score 50 goals on you while punching you in the face at the same time. <laughs> like it was, it was amazing. That Dennis Savard had a great run. That first run with the Blackhawks was so amazing because who's going to mess with Dennis Savard when you've got Steve Larmer and Al Seacord around him? I mean, it's just, he's untouchable. First of all, you couldn't get to him if you wanted to mess with him. And if you did, Al Secord was going to rip your, your, your face right off, right off of you. So Uh, An amazing run for Larmor here. Um, I I mean, it's just – I think with Larmor and that line and those Hawks teams of the 80s, it was just a case of wrong place, wrong time because unfortunately you had to deal with Wayne Gretzky. Always ran
0: into Edmonton, yeah.
1: Yep, and, and, you know, it, it was just wrong place, wrong time. Uh, it it was hard to overcome that team, no, but not many people did. And uh, it seemed that every year their their, their season ended with disappointment as Wayne Gretzky skated on to the next round. I mean, there's no shame losing to those teams, uh, pretty much everybody did for about an eight year period, so (laughs) yeah, um, you know, but. You know, it was just an amazing time for the Hawks, Uh and it carried on. It was like he had that great run on the party line, and then later in his Blackhawks career, it was him and Ronick were like the duo for a while. I know in NHL 94 on Sega Genesis, man, you never <laughs> lost with Ronick and Larmor, 27 and 28, my friends.
2: Well, it's a good point because part of it, too, is his personality was such that he was never – uh, you know, one for the cameras. Uh, obviously, Jeremy Roenick was, absolutely. Uh, Dennis Savard really? was always gregarious and, and good with the media. And and Larmer was always the second fiddle or third fiddle on the team he was on. And look, like, I wonder if, you know, when when history looks at, uh, I think Nicholas Jalmerson's a really good example of that, right? Like, uh, I think there was this, one of the stats dudes did something like Nicholas Jalmerson is the best pure defender of his era. He's it not was- even... I think it was
0: Jay fresh did that.
2: Yeah. And there's not even like uh he'll never be considered for the Hall of Fame because he was like the fifth or sixth guy on the Blackhawks. That's not fair. <laughs> you know? Right. Like if you're yeah. on a great team, and I think you know, Corey Crawford will probably see a bit of that too. Like, well, he's just a he's just a product of the team. Like,
0: yeah. No, whenever playing playing with superstars, when superstars play with other superstars for an extended period of time, it almost becomes a detriment to them. Like like even even now with like mcdavid and dry playing together you almost kind of like like the the mvp discussion becomes like well they're playing you know mcdavid plays with dry sidle dry pl- uh, plays with mcdavid so of course neither one of them can be mvp too many too many times in a row or whatever it is it, but it's just like when you when you get overshadowed you still can't diminish what that player brought to the table what you know even though Jalmerson played behind Keith and Seabrook like he like the Blackhawks probably don't win three and six years without him no, playing no the way. role that he did and no and the Blackhawks you know the Blackhawks of the of the 80s and 90s don't have the success that they do without Larmer playing the role that he did and it, it's to, to to the point of you know current Hall of Famers saying that this guy should be in the Hall of Fame was a Hall of Fame talent like You know, I, I don't know the exact off the top of my head, the exact um, voting system that the NHL has. I don't, I don't, if there's a hall of fame committee, I don't think it's, it's not like baseball, right? Where it's all the writers and they have a vote. I don't know.
2: Hopefully someday I will.
0: It's not as transparent. Yeah. It's not as transparent. If it's not, if it is, it's not as transparent as baseball seems to be, but yeah, it, it just seems like it's, it's a huge omission and even scaling it down, not even from the hall of fame within the Blackhawks fan community the calls to be like, hey, give Larmer some recognition and, and retire 28. Like that has been going on for for years. And it seems like one of the one of the you know, scaling it down from a hall of fame, that seems like an easy task to be like, uh yeah, we should they should probably do that. Like we don't need to see uh, anyone else wearing 28 because Larmer is probably the probably the best that will ever wear it.
2: Yeah. And I, has. I think and I don't disagree with you. Um, But I also think there are other Hawks of that era that also have an argument and like, you know, seven should be retired. It should be double retired. It will be like number three is Um, I look like, I know there's a lot of bad blood with Jeremy Roenick and he's rubbed people the wrong way. And he has disappointed me hugely in his post playing career. But that guy was the face of the organization for a decade, right? Like, and he is a guy that is still talked about as a hockey player from guys, my age and Greg's age. And you know, like that was the dude that got us into hockey. You still and, see
1: 27 yes. at jerseys all over the United center. And anytime yeah. I, I see a game there in, in over 20 years.
2: And I love Lucas Reichel and I love Johnny Oduya, but anytime <laughs> I Boquist. anytime I see someone in 27, it rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. I'm yes. the same
1: way with 28, you know, yeah, take it off.
2: But even take,
1: like, take it off, Henry Jokey. How are you?
2: How dare you, Ben well, Smith? Look, nope. Number. <laughs> well, 30. he's okay. I'll I'll i about <laughs> Smith. That's it. Eddie yeah. Belfour is an all-time great. Yeah. But then, how do you retire Belfour without retiring Crawford? Like, it just go that. See, that's the dilemma that the team faces. Is like yeah. once we open the floodgates, like how can we retire Larmer and not Ronick? Well then, how can we right. retire yeah, Ronick be- and not Belfour? Well then, how can we do Belfort? They'll, I- they'll
1: become the Montreal Canadiens when like <laughs> you can only wear numbers fifty and above. The answer here you know, in is this case,
2: fifty-one and above.
1: It's time for a Ring of Honor. There needs to be yeah. a Ring of Don't Honor. Don't retire numbers, re- but but put their names up there and that honor be, their legacies. That yeah. would
0: be nice. Yeah, yep. I would. Yeah, I'd cause... be. I'd be down for there, that. It,
1: there's the party line. Look at those. Yeah. Look at those hey, heavy heavy hair. That picture. Right. We got Larmer to the left. That's our buddy Al Secord in the middle, and of course Savvy. They uh, got That's him to so put weird. down the cigarettes long enough to take a
2: picture. <laughs> if you're if you're listening to this only, go to the YouTube video and fast forward about the forty six minute mark. This remains one of my favorite hockey photos ever. It's yeah. a great picture. It's just awesome. It's just such a great photo, and all these guys look like babies, yet somehow still look older <laughs> than us because it's the eighties. And, and if you if these yeah. guys
1: were standing there just wearing regular like polo shirts and you showed it to somebody today, you would have no idea. And you say, what do these three guys do for a living? Nobody would say professional hockey <laughs> yeah, say What porn. golf
0: outing is this from?
1: Yeah, they'd be like, oh, I guess I know where to go when I need to buy a 1987
3: Honda. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that they're in front of a green screen, and we could probably put them in front of anything we want. Oh, huh, yeah, amazing. that's true. We're
1: in Delaware.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I always Uh, think of that. Great
1: great reference. For uh, green screen. I always think of Delaware. (laughs) The other Uh, other thing to point out, too. Al Secord, by the way, fun tidbit Al Secord, uh, a professional airline pilot. Yep. That was his post-flying planes for, I believe, was it United or American? Uh, I think it was American. Is he still? I I don't know if he's still, but he was up until at least a couple of years ago because anytime uh, I would get on a plane, I always try and peek in the cockpit to see if LC Cord was flying. <laughs> I, that was one of my life goals. I want LC Cord to fly me yeah, somewhere. maybe LC he Cord has, flight. and I just didn't know. But yeah, that would have been a thrill. Like holy crap, LC Cord just flew me to wherever.
2: American Airlines, according to my book. Ah, American, yes, I know. I, I didn't go. think it was United because that would have been
1: way too convenient to tie in with <laughs> the Blackhawks. There, of course, um, of course. But uh, you know, Larmer, that game, yeah. that game streak, that was important to him, but it wasn't important enough because it was his doing that that ended that game streak at 100 and, and or 891, um, because after the 20 or the 1993-94 C se- or sorry, 92-93 season, uh, Larmer had kind of had enough. Um, what? They, they 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 had Mike Keenan was was gone after getting them to the Stanley Cup final and was replaced with Daryl Sutter a year later. They significantly altered the roster. And Larmer was like, I don't want to be here anymore. Um, he knew that he, it, his time to win a Stanley Cup was nearing an end. And he just saw the writing on the wall and said, it's not going to happen here with the Blackhawks. And he actually – this is the quote directly from Larmer from a 2017 uh, story on him on the NHLPA website – he says, I have, I have no regrets. You can't live like that. I do the same things all over again. The team was going in a different direction, and I was one of the last guys there from a different era. It wasn't a rebuild, but I felt like the team was stuck in neutral. Uh, and then he requested a trade, which the Hawks didn't do right away, and he missed the first 13 games of the season uh, in the 93-94 season, causing that Ironman streak to go away. It wasn't because he got hurt or he was bad and was scratched. It was because he wanted to get the hell out of Chicago because he wanted to go win a Stanley cup. Yep. Uh, and then on, uh, November 2nd, 1993, a day that broke my 14 year old heart, uh, cause Steve Larmer was traded. Finally, uh, he was actually traded from the Blackhawks to the Hartford whalers with Brian Marchment for Patrick Poulin and Eric Weinrich, both fine players. I
2: hated Poulin.
1: I hated Patrick Poulin with a passion because he was the guy we gave Steve Warmer for. I'm sure he's a great guy. As I've said before, oh, to Jim Cornette, I'm sure he uses his left and right turn indicators, but I am. I was irrationally hateful of him because he was traded for my favorite player of all time. Uh, He, I think, Larmer remained a Hartford Whaler legend for all of two minutes. Cause then he was quickly <laughs> traded with a sixth round pick Nick Kiprios and Barry Richter. I wonder if he was any relation to Mike to the Rangers for James Patrick and Darren Turcott. That's a pretty good deal for the Rangers uh, getting Steve Larmer for the remainder of that 93, 94 season. He, they put uh, the a on his sweater right away. And in 68 games, at 32 years old scores 21 goals and 60 points for that Rangers team. Uh did that Rangers team do anything? I don't I don't remember. Oh yeah, they won their first Stanley mm. Cup in 54 years in 23 playoff games. That's that spring he had 9 goals and 16 points and he got to raise the good. Stanley Cup. I mean, I love Steve. I've said it before. I've loved Steve Larmer so much. I rooted for the Rangers. That entire postseason and wow. that never happens. But I wanted Larmor to win a Stanley Cup so bad. And he did. And I was so happy for him. Eddie Olchek was on that team as well, Um, even though Mike Keenan didn't like to play him much in the playoffs. But that was Mike Keenan. Uh, Larmer returned for one final season with the uh, the Rangers played 47 games in the 94 95 that was the lockout shortened season but he still put up 14 goals and 29 points the fun fact uh for that season that I love about Steve Larmer is he scored his 1000th career point that season playing in his 1000th career game so hey. absolutely like 1000 and 1000. That's an awesome stat. I love stuff, sports for that; those types of fun stats. But, Steve, nice, Harper,
0: nice and clean. Yeah. Yeah. Point <laughs> per
1: game, a point per game, literal point per game average through 1000 career NHL games. That's amazing. And he's not in the Hall of Fame. Screw you, Hockey Hall of Fame. By the way, I
2: want to go back to something you said about how the Hawks were stuck in neutral. And that's how Steve Larmer said it. So, for younger Hawks fans, I think for a lot of them, there's the Kane and Taves era. And then For them, the time before, the Hawks sucked. And that's Mm -hmm. like kind of their concept of hockey. That's not true. The Hawks were really, really good for, what they make the playoffs, like 35 straight seasons? And I know it was the NHL back then when it was a lot easier to make the playoffs, yada, yada, yada. But the Hawks were always a piece or two away from a cup. And Bill Wirtz refused to right. spend the money to bring yeah, in the extra He, he was happy
1: getting the extra gate from the first round playoff. And if they got beyond that, it was gravy. But he wouldn't.
2: Yeah, he was happy just getting there every year. And that was the frustration was you had Ronick and Chelios and Suter and Larmer, and, and you're like, they're right there. They're, trade for somebody. Sign somebody. Bring in somebody big. And you'll you'll get over the top. like you got Belfour in goal in the prime of his career. You've got depth players all over the place, but they refused to make that one last move or two that would get them over the top. And that's what was the frustration with Bill Wirtz. And then it was, well, I've got these great players who have gotten me this far, and now I'm not going to pay them, and I'm going to treat them like shit, and then I'm eventually going to trade them for nothing. And now the organization yeah. is tanked, and that's what happened. You trade Ronick. You get back uh, Alexei Jaminov, who is a fine player, but he's a number two center, right? And Ty Jones, yeah. who didn't amount to anything. You trade Tony Amani for, I don't even remember what they got back for Imani. Uh Chelios, you got Anders Ericsson, who was a, like a, I don't know, it would be like trading him for Calvin DeHaan, if even that. No, 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 no. Not no, even who, that, I, right?
1: No, trading, if you were to trade for today's Anders Ericsson, you would be getting Nikita Zadorov.
2: That's, yeah, that's fair. That's a good way to put it. Because Galen um, DeHaan was way better than Andres <laughs> Harrison ever was. Eddie Belfour was traded for Michael Sikora and Ulf Dahlin. Like, Ulf Dahlen, yes. When you trade big names like this, you're supposed to get young. This is what we're talking about with the Brinkett. You're supposed to yeah. get young players back to rejuvenate your program. The Hawks would just trade for bad old guys just to get the deal done. And that was the frustration. When Steve Larmer says the Hawks were stuck in neutral, that yeah, is one hundred percent accurate because they absolutely refused to do the extra steps needed to become a champion. This was before the salary cap; they could have spent a billion dollars on players if they wanted to, but they just didn't. They just Dollar refused
3: to. Was the yep. worst. Yep. I hated it. It Was ba- that's I, what that's the Chelios one was... broke me. Yep. Chelios for uh, uh, yeah.
1: one was tough. Under yeah, Ronick was, Ronek Ronek
3: was the worst, and then the Chelios one to Detroit just killed me.
2: Ronick hurt me yeah, the most. That one,
1: yeah, the, all those trades were just awful. And, you know, you couldn't get home games on TV. The, the majority of the Hawks games you got to watch on TV started at 9 o'clock because they were in Edmonton or Vancouver or L.A. Just, I don't know, I mean, how I stuck with this franchise as long as I did was beyond <laughs> me. Um, but, you know, that's why when, when you know, they, they did get that dynasty – team going in the 2010s and they were making those moves you were getting your brian campbells your marion Hosas. you were getting guys like johnny oduya that's when you were like oh
2: that's how you do it yes like, and that, it that's so why refreshing that's why for for longtime hawks fans those moves are so shocking like oh my god they're signing right. the big free agent two years in a row campbell <laughs> yeah. then hosa oh my god it yeah. was unreal
1: like, if, if you put that team in the 90s for, for the younger fans that weren't that weren't either alive or paying attention in the nineties, it would have been the equivalent of like taking Jonathan Chaves at, and, and trading him for, you know, um, uh, Patrick Marlowe at 35. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so or would bad. have been taking Patrick Kane and, and trading him for, you know, alex kerfoot you know who's a nice player but not
2: patrick king like it would have been you know God. just that is mm-hmm. so terrible. accurate dude <laughs> yeah that's you those just... were the trades that were made <laughs> yeah. you just pulled the and, best and possible and current name to 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 uh to literally compare to an old that. Hawks that was the first name that came to my head so like it was
1: that's what it would have been and it would have been frustrating and that's how frustrating it was then like
2: for me alexei jamnov is the guy you add to the team with Ronick and Chelios and Belfour to get over the hump. Yeah. You need a really, really good number two center, a playmaker that can make Tony Amani a crap ton of money, which he did. That's what you – you don't trade your best player for that guy. You bring oh him God. in two, and that's how you get over the and top. And the fact that they oh. got Alexander of General 4, Jeremy Ronick
1: was like a miracle that they actually got a player that good in return. It wasn't worth – it wasn't – same level. No. But out of those awful trades, that was the best one that was... you actually got a, a pretty darn like Alex Jamnoff is criminally underrated and I and I get why because he was he was traded for Jeremy Roenick, so he was never he was brought he was put in a position to fail from day one, much like Patrick
2: Poulin. And they Michael call him Magic War, Johnson but. on skates, which wasn't much of a help either for him. He's <laughs> well, like, what? but what I six packs to a that day? you, what are you talking had... about? <laughs> but 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 he
1: could have been that if he actually had guys that could score to pass to. You can't be a playmaking center when you have no goal scorers on your team. Yeah. So you know, it, it it was just one bad trade after another, and now my uh. day is ruined. I feel terrible. Mario, <laughs> yeah. Mario it started I want off you to help. started off going so well. I know. And now, now I'm just angry. I'm gonna go put holes in my drywall with my and fist. Mario's <laughs> Mario's
3: like, thank God I didn't live through those times.
0: Those... Yes, I was I was world, on guys. the very periphery of that. I was just like, at that point, Mario, I was just reading box scores in the newspaper. I no wasn't pressure, but to I need you. To, I need
1: you time. to. I need you to improve my mood and all of our mood and give us something. Make us some we money. Win. Yeah. Get, make us some money. You we, right. we've, we've put the, the, the pressure of the points bet play of the week on your lap because Jay and I are bad at it. Our so it's brainers. your turn.
0: Well, I'm so. going to, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and relax you guys with a nice, nice relaxing uh, game of golf. The U.S. Oh. Open, uh, the U.S. Open starts today. They are uh, out in Massachusetts in Chestnut Hill. The course is called the Country Club. Ah, it's so, original. Thoughtful. Yeah, so that's a good one. So yeah, U.S. Open begins today. Uh, I'm looking at the uh, the odds here for the on, on the leaderboards. Uh, current favorite Rory McIlroy at plus six hundred, but I'm going to go a little bit further down the list here and uh you know you it, know Shuffler. for the for the amount of golf that uh, that I talk about you should take this uh, you should take this pick as very informed <laughs> uh i'm looking at plus 2800 odds as the outright winner i'm going with xander shaffley uh, you just gonna made be... that name up, <laughs> and it's a real person.
3: Hey, he's already down to plus sixteen hundred. He must have started well because.
0: Uh, well, I got this bet. Run. I got this bet in early, so. Sounds like
3: somebody the
1: Blackhawks are going to draft in the seventh <laughs> round.
0: <laughs> so, apologies if his uh, if his odds aren't the same, but I'm still going right. to go with Xander Schaffelie. That's uh, yeah. that's pretty decent odds without picking the favorite. Uh, I it's it's going to be a pretty good payout, and I do I do love betting on the majors just because. It's 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 something that you can watch kind of play out rather than you know oh in an, in an hour or in thirty minutes or in three hours this bet's going to be over. I kind of like the 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 long play and and, and seeing what happens with uh, with one of the major golf tournaments. So I'm going to go with Xander Shoffley, outright winner for the U.S. Open, as well, uh, as I, Lawrence brings up the current odds
1: here. I am going to be covering games one and two of the Calder Cup final starting on Sunday. So I will check with. Um, Billy Gardner, we had him on the show a few weeks ago. He is a huge golf guy. I will check with him if that is a good bet, and if he gives us the stamp of <laughs> approval, then we know it was a good deal.
0: Well, hey, if if is still playing on Saturday, that's half the battle already. So there we'll, you go. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Or wait, does the U.S. Open have? I, I don't know if this is the right crowd to ask. Is is the U.S. Open the the tournament that doesn't do cut? No, there's a cut. There's a cut. Okay, yeah. I'm not, I yeah. I wasn't sure. There's a major that doesn't do cut. I can't remember which one it was no no you're thinking of the all new right. live golf thing they, they just play three rounds and there's no cut no uh, i don't know if i'm thinking about that
1: but yeah, I, anyways yeah all, all the majors have a cut in my world i cut them out of my viewing
2: <laughs> perfect <laughs> for a go. saturday nap yeah yep. yeah there you True. go
0: well yeah so that's that'll be the yeah, uh the pick of dry. the week that will uh bleed into the weekend hopefully
2: all right that's our points bet pick of the week make sure you uh sign up on points bet uh, use that promo code CHGO when you sign up, and you get two risk-free bets up to two grand. We're gonna wrap up uh, Throwback Thursday right now. Want to thank Lawrence for producing the show and chiming in as always. We always appreciate that. And a reminder, yeah. <laughs> most of the time, he's, a reminder. He's our fourth star of <laughs> the game. A reminder about Monday. Uh, Turner Sports. Liam McHugh will be a guest on the show. Uh, so join us. Uh, well, we'll be here tomorrow, of course, audio only. But Monday, it's gonna be a big show with Liam McHugh. Uh, we will talk a lot of Stanley Cup and a whole bunch of other stuff with him. So uh, mark your calendars, set those reminders, all those great things. Make sure you're subscribed on your podcast apps and on the old YouTubes there and turn those notifications on so you know when we are live. For Greg and Mario and Lawrence, I'm Jay. Thanks for listening to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.